I'm gonna have to do some more uh, research on this hard drive thing because I think it might be dead. Uh, but for now, I think we're good. I'm recording to my computer instead, so the old trusty MacBook. Yeah, how much do you have on there? 500? I think I bought a two terabyte drive for this thing. Oh man, fucking good. Yeah, but it's not good with, with these files to uh, to save them here. With audio files and shit, it's always better on a portable. Damn, someone used a jacket though. Isn't that uh, kind of a problem? That's true, yeah. But it'll slow the fuck out of your computer if you put it all on here. I, le- I learned that from the show Dave. Yeah. Dude, yeah, the new, have you seen the new season? You've been watching it? I've only watched the first two episodes. Um, so far, some, it's pretty It's pretty slow. It is. It's um, not as good as the first season, but have you seen the one where... I've only seen the first two, so I the second episode was when he saw um, his homie, what came back, and it was like kind of awkward between them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you haven't... Have you seen the one where he's like staying over at... Uh, what the fuck's that producer's name? Benny Blanco's house? No, I saw that conversation he had with Kendall Jenner or whatever. Dude. Which was kind of funny. Uh, yeah, but so, just wait. Episode, it's episode three. He goes over to Benny Blanco's house, and they are doing okay. some sus shit the whole episode, bro. Like, weird. It made me just, it just made me feel weird. No judgment pass, but it just made me, like, I'm watching, I'm like, why? No, but it's still like... <laughs> Like oh wow, this is forced, yeah, forced upon me. Still, so at the weird. end, that that season ending, I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like it just plants him in jail, and then I'm like, "What? What happened?" Like yeah. there's no prequel, and then they like in a board meeting. I was like, "This is even weirder." Yeah, you're right, 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 right. He's like, "Wait, just let me finish." <laughs> it's the Jesus. single to his album. It's like a 15 yeah. minute song about prison rape. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's uh he's interesting though. Although I fuck that album, I think it's like six years old now. But that album, Professional Rapper, is a, is a good album, especially for like a white rapper. It's different. The the, the first uh, song I actually paid attention to was the one with Chris Brown, which I kind of thought that was a clever song to make. Oh, where they like switch bodies? Yeah, yeah. Freaky Friday, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that shit's hilarious. But then I made it. Uh, heard about Dave, and I was like, mm, I don't know. Then mm. I finally saw it. It's pretty funny. It's a good Wait, show. So Freaky Friday came out after Professional Rapper. So have you not listened to any of those songs? No, I haven't listened to anything. Oh, dude. No. Oh, I'm gonna put you on later. I'll send you some shit. Like obviously you've heard that Save That Money I mean, song, uh, right? Yeah, you just look at him and you see a fro and you're like, I don't know. You know, bro, he can rap, man. I tell you what, that dude. I'm gonna send you some songs. You've heard that? Yeah, we are gonna save that money. Yeah, that song is like the radio single, but he's got some songs in there where he's he's rapping. As well as any like modern day bar. Rapper. True, true. But aren't we in kind of like a decade right now where Eminem kind of has killed that? Hey, look <sighs> at me, I can rap fast kind of thing as like talent. It's not just yeah. like played out now, you know. No, I feel you, but that's not what Dave's doing. Like he's not like a he can rap fast, but he's not. He's more like stand up rap. That's why I like him because he's super different. Like he's not like any other no, rapper I can think yeah. of. Yeah. So, like, yes, Eminem totally killed that. And Eminem sucks. In my opinion, Eminem has, like, <laughs> four good albums, and he stopped being good past, like, 2009, in my opinion. A lot no, of for sure. Um, like, when he did that first cypher, I was like, oh, my God, he's the greatest of all time. And then um, he started, he kept doing them, and then they just kept getting, like, cornier and cornier. And then yeah, when, yeah. Um, what was his face? The comedian made fun of him. Um, 
uh, Chris D'Elia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is on T. Hannikin, Panikin. Dude, it's, it's, it was so hilarious. He got canceled hard as fuck, though, man. He's trying to come back now, but and got- which is kind of funny is that he was in a show. Wasn't he in a show about him being a predator? Kind of in two shows. He was in Workaholics, and he he like shows oh. up, and he. Do you remember that? I don't remember him in Workaholics now, dude. He's in like the first season of Workaholics, and they've removed that that episode from all platforms, which is a bitch move in my opinion. But he yeah. he he shows up, and he he's got like the weed. His name's Topher, I think, in the show. He's like, give me a Maybe flag I- and throw me back ten yards because I'm holding. And he's got the <laughs> weed. He's so he, but in that he ends up being like a child pedophile, and then in the oh, show you, Jesus, yeah, and in you, it's the same thing. It's like, damn, dude, you really got typecasted there, I guess. <laughs> yeah that's weird when that came out i was like oof. and has he been like doing stand-up at all or have you heard of anything i haven't heard of him being at the store well that yeah right when it happened like the pandemic hit right so yeah right and i haven't heard of anything that i know he's back doing like his podcast and he's like doing tiktok videos and shit but like uh, he's got comments turned off on every a lot of shit because people just torch him yeah what i didn't like though man is brian callen who actually then, like a couple oh, months yeah, later, oh yeah, got shit. Well, yeah, he got yeah. Me too. He's not he got Joe a, Rogan podcast or anything. Yeah, he got accused for the same thing. But like when it happened to Chris D'Elia, like a month or two earlier, he like he deleted every post, and they were like good friends. He deleted every post that was on their Instagram of him. Like stopped replying to him. Like totally distanced himself. And it's like that's a terrible friend, bro. Like you would Super. have to do some fucked up shit for me to like cut you out of my life you terrible know I mean? <laughs> or or if they like or if they knew you know they both knew like they since they were in similar shit like they both were in it together no and when yeah. it released he was just like fuck man i gotta like <laughs> gotta it's gonna get distance. to me you know yeah <laughs> you did some terrible shit they're gonna find out i did some terrible shit yeah oh, every man. man for himself <laughs> Oh, man. Well, for the audience, if you haven't guessed yet, this is the Friendship News Hour. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Kenzie, today on July the 13th, 2021. And I am joined today by our good friend, Michael Lopez, a.k.a. Mr. Rager. We should call it happy hour when I come on. Happy hour? (laughs) It always is a little bit happier. Not saying that Frank not being here makes it happier, but we seem to talk. Also, because I I would like to, you know, kick back a few beers if we're going to talk about some stuff. For sure, yeah. But it seems that we talk more of the uh, maybe the nerdy side or like the more fun things in life instead of the sad politics and news of the world. Stuff, the stuff that you know gets gets us up in the morning, you know. Exactly. So, spoiler warning for all of you out there: we are going to be diving today into a couple topics, a lot of Marvel stuff. So, if you haven't seen Black Widow, if you haven't seen Loki, yeah, if you're not up to date on Loki. Yeah. Still got one more episode, but if you're not up to date, just turn it off. Don't listen to us this week. We'll be back with sad news in a couple of days. <laughs> um, but for now, we're here for some some good old fashioned fun. And over the weekend, I saw the brand new Disney movie that has been teased and almost released many times over the past two years, Black Widow. And I, as I come to understand it, you have as well, right? Yeah, I just I just saw it last night. I uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, I didn't know because uh, it le- it's been like planned to release for like a year and a half now. It's supposed to release mm. last year in July, I believe. But since yeah. the pandemic, just kept pushing it. Um, mm-hmm. It was a good movie. I just it was so funny because that whole plot and storyline 
meant almost nothing because it was supposed to be in phase three, you know? So I was like, yes. this, this storyline doesn't really matter. And it kind of sucks because I'm looking forward to seeing ScarJo on the last movie as Black Widow, essentially. And yeah. and mostly I was looking forward to seeing the post credit scene because I knew it was going to lead to like phase four or lead into more of phase four. I almost think that they redid that post credit scene at some point, man, because it wasn't. Oh, for sure. I heard it was like this crazy post credit scene. And I was like, I saw it. I'm like, really? You're just going to tie it to a Disney Plus show? Like, get the fuck out of here. I, I didn't think it well, was that cool. Yeah, I think what they're going to do is obviously she's going to be now the main villain in Hawkeye. You think so? And yeah, and I think it's I think it's a domino effect. It's she's gonna they're gonna include her more, so she's gonna kinda not replace Black Widow, but in the sense of like replace her like this is her sister, you know? Like who better to replace that like void we have in the Avengers squad? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I think they might kill off Clint. You think? I think they might yeah, he's next. Like I think they're gonna like slowly phase out each of original Avenger and then yeah. start like new Avenger group or the young Avengers or stuff like that. That's what I yeah. think they're gonna do. That's what I've heard. Like, like I guess Chris Hemsworth can be Thor for the rest of his life, but like does he you know, does he really want to? That's what I heard that they're gonna try to like partly do with uh Julia Louis Dreyfus's character Who uh, is Valentina. Perfect character. Oh, she's yeah. great. She's gonna kill that character. Yeah, I never knew that was Nick Fury's love interest either. That's kind of interesting, but uh, in the comics, at least, it's yeah. She's like technically Madame Hydra. Um, she's like a, a double agent. So she was an agent of Hydra, and then she like turned good for Shield, and then like went back to Hydra, and then like went back to Shield, like a bunch of stuff in the comics. But um, yeah, she's a uh, no. She's supposed to be like a really important character in like the the back shadows of Marvel. What I'm, what I'm, yeah, because I've heard like she might do the Dark Avengers, but it also might be like a, a thing where they're like good and bad, like that anti-hero kind of thing, like a Deadpool-ish, but like where. Oh yeah, and that's what that's what gets interesting. Yeah, because like Yelena, like she's good, like as far as I can tell in Black Widow, like she's good, and like yes, she might initially be the bad, like the the big big bad or whatever in Hawkeye, but like there's gonna come a time when she's face to face with Hawkeye and he's gonna be like, look. I literally fought her to try to kill myself. <laughs> like, like, I'm not bad. I, would, I didn't kill yeah. your sister. So, like, I, I can't see her staying bad. Like, she seemed good. I, I thought Florence Pugh did a great job. Uh, playing. She's like, great, she's, dude. Oh, man. She was hilarious, especially when she was, like, making fun of her for doing the posing. She's like, what is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then she did it. It was kind of funny. There were some times. And then um, Homie from Stranger Things was a great Oh, yeah, David Harbour. Yeah. yeah. He was great in that movie. So that's what I'm thinking is, do you think that because they kind of leave at the end of the movie, it's like uh, Yelena, Melina, Red Guardian, they even take like Taskmaster with them. And it's like, are they yeah. going to like, like kind of start their own thing or their own like sect of widows? They're going to go and save all these widows across the country. Like, I'm, I'm just wondering, like, how Marvel's going to steer that because like they're not going to let David Harbour walk. Like he was he was too good as Red Guardian, I feel like, to say peace yeah i think he might he might show up and that's in her side of the story Yelena's side he might show up they might both show up in a hawkeye as like backup or something like that um yeah i mean yelena and the comics i know when she like quit the widow she she like went to cuba and started her own like kind of widow group so like oh. um pretty much the same thing trying to make things like better all the stuff she did all the bad things she did but mm -hmm. she was also more of um like 
like almost like a Madame Hydra, like she had her own group and she was in the shadows as well. So um, I don't know if she's going to do that after um, Hawkeye, because I could definitely see her finding the right information because I feel like Madame Hydra is just going to feed her the one side yeah. and be like, and be like, oh, look at all these people he killed during like, you know, when his family died, he was he was no good. He was the one that was supposed to die stuff like that. So I think that's going to fuel her, but I don't know. I definitely think it's going to be like at the end, they're going to come together to defeat, to fight some like foe of some sort. I can't imagine she's going to kill Clint. No. And it's like, you know, Clint helped your sister kill Drakeoff when they first thought they killed him. That's the other thing. The thing I didn't like about this movie, big plot holes. It's like, you don't explain how Drakeoff and his daughter survive a building that exploded. Yeah. <laughs> my my issue was her the daughter being Taskmaster. I was like Taskmaster. I was like, really? Like, That's not the comics, right? That's completely strays away. No, it's the actual character. He's a person and it's the same they got they got the the character of Taskmaster, right? In the sense that he has abilities to like replicate. They say in the comics that instead of like photographic memory, he is a uh, photographic like uh, movements. So like, like he memory, can watch yeah. somebody fight and then mimic their movement right away. Man, I did think that was cool though. Cause there's a couple times he did like the black Panther thing. Oh, uh, he's on the bridge and he's fighting. They get up and he's like, or she's like super sick. Yeah. Um, but is taskmaster a guy in the comics? Yeah. And it it's is. funny okay. because everybody was like, it's black widow. It, you know, they had to make, they had to introduce the character somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, because he is like a Russian uh, agent, then he's like more like a mercenary. Um, mm. But he's not really a cyborg, and I get why they did that. Because, uh, yeah, she, in the building, I, I would assume she got crazy damage, and then they kind of fixed her with artificial intelligence or something like that. Um, but it's funny because people were complaining that it wasn't like a dude in the comics, and people were just saying like, "Okay," if, which they have a point. They're like, "Okay, if we make if we." go 100% by the comics there's like almost no really beneficial female characters at all you know all the popular super popular characters are mostly male so I get that it's also hard to surprise people too if like you know the fucking story like it's right there yeah Yeah, so I think um, I'm not surprised that it was a girl but it's funny because people are like well (laughs) the stunt double was a guy who was the I think it was the old stunt double for Chris Evans in uh, Age of Ultron because in the suit on the especially on the bridge he's like kind of like big you know and I'm like Mm -hmm. oh who's this guy you know automatically I'm thinking and then he popped off the helmet and I'm like no they're gonna show him and then it was a girl and I was like who's this he called her by his daughter's name and I was like oh shit I guess I should have saw it coming really I was fucking with the fact that Black Widow grew up in Ohio. Like that that made me feel good. I was was like, she's one of you guys. Ohioan. Ohio night. I saw that. I was like, what the hell? Hell yeah, I'll take that. I don't I don't remember her ever mentioning Ohio before, but I was like, all right, cool. I wonder what part. Yeah, I have no idea. No idea. But that was a cool I actually really liked the way that movie started. Like the the beginning scene. Like they kinda they got the story rolling pretty well. But you still didn't I, really know what was going on. I did like the uh, cover of "Smells Like Teen Spirit." That was a uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a good movie. A lot of dialogue, a lot of storyline. Um, had me guessing. It was pretty cool when like ScarJo broke her own nose, so she didn't uh, smell his pheromones or anything like that. I thought oh, that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, and she beat his ass. I like uh, the introduction to Agent 
He's, oh. he's kind of like the Q of Marvel's world, like the James Bond Q, it seems yeah. like. But that guy, he's from Handmaid's Tale. I, I like that dude. He's, he's a good actor. Still haven't seen that show. Oh, yeah, I, me too. I heard, I heard it's just super gnarly. I just got to prepare myself for that. It's gnarly, but like scarily could happen someday in, in some weird world. In my head, it's, it's basically like if, if religion like took over and then like people lived like the old Testament tells you where like women serve the men and all, all it spirals yeah, from there. But it's like, I could see, I guess, I, I guess I'll be okay. But yeah, if I was a lady, I'd be fearful for my life to watch that TV show. Yeah. Right. Frank watched Frank started watching it. There's four seasons and it's like long, it's like hour episodes that are all like 10 to 13 episode seasons. And he like got caught up to all four seasons within like a month or a month and a half. So it's, it's a good watch. Yeah. I remember he was talking about it for a minute, like raving about it for a week. He's like, bro, you gotta start it. Yeah. Got to. She's, she's am- Did you ever watch Mad Men? No. What? Damn. No. Damn. I just feel like I'm not trying to sound like I'm just like, I feel like it's just gonna be like typical fifties, like com like dialogue that I've seen so many times over and over again. Um, if you're here for like the drama, also if you just want to like see them smoke more cigarettes than anyone should ever smoke indoors. Also here, also here, John Ham has the has a huge uh, has a huge penis. Has a huge ham. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think you see it in the show, but he's definitely. I hear there's, I hear there's definitely a lot of shadow going on in his yeah, pants. He's he's throwing it around in that show <laughs> to anyone who wants it, honestly. But basically, the main character of Handmaid's Tale is like the main character side by oh, side. Oh yeah, she's John the Hill. redhead chick, right? Uh, is she redhead right? in that show? She's redhead. In that, sh- she might be. Yeah, I don't know. She's she's like his secretary and like moves up, but that that is just like a good period piece that I highly recommend because it's actually kind of based off a, a true story and then you know exaggerated. But um, yeah. that that's a, just like a good watch, good like drama, and it's just a cool period piece. Like they they nailed it. But she herself yeah. is an amazing actress. Actor, you know, but even more important, I think the real reason why I never watched Mad Men was because that was at the same time because it was on AMC. It's the same time as Breaking Bad. Uh, During that yeah. same period, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's on on Netflix now, though, so you got no excuse. Isn't there like six seasons? There's a yeah, there's a good amount of seasons, but honestly, it's good. Like to twenty the end. seasons, twenty episodes. Yeah, it, it's long. Like it's, it, but it's a good story. Like honestly, it's it's not like a show that starts strong and and starts to die like a Walking Dead or something. Like it it stays. The writing is excellent, man. It's it's good. Oh, yeah, it's good. That's interesting. No, I'll uh, I'll check it out for sure. Yeah, let me know what you think. I think you would like that actually a lot. So, what would you give Black Widow then, like out of like a hundred, like out like a percentage or out of ten? Um, uh, you know, I was looking this up, and Rotten Tomatoes they give it an eighty. I think that's mm-hmm. fair. That yeah, it's, I looked yes, exact same thing. I I gave it like a B. Like I, I I would say A plus is like Avengers Endgame to me. Like that was like a perfect like or Infinity War. Like they're both really really good. Yeah, like, yeah. Or, I, know. Yeah, I feel like Infinity War was a better movie because we weren't expecting it. Um, but yeah. Endgame, I think it's the more imp- more impressive movie in the sense that like they had a like so many different kind of endings and you have all these characters and you're trying to end it right. And it's like one of the hardest things to do. I feel like as a trilogy or as any kind of like comic book uh, end of the phase sense. Yeah, but I think they did it. I think they did very well with Endgame. Yeah, exactly. So now they're transitioning into this phase four, um, maybe differently than they wanted to. I guess I I don't know if was it always the plan to have WandaVision, Loki, 
uh, you know, Hawkeye, or Hawkeye, yeah, and then this Captain America show. Like, was it always the idea to have them be shows, or were any of them going to be movies before COVID? No, that was the whole thing is because they wanted to create uh, shows because they're going onto Disney Plus. So mm. that's why um, Star Wars started creating shows too. It's the same thing. They had to extend, get all their shows off of Netflix because they're creating their own platform. Yeah. And then they have to put even more of their own content. And what better way to start than like just some generic movie sponsored by Disney like Netflix does. But what better way to start is like, what's more realistic is like, oh, well, we'll give you more Marvel shows. We'll give you Star Wars. We'll we even remake Disney classics, you know, and put them on there. So I think it's, it's smart. Yeah, um, it is. Plus it, it like also it, cause it's funny because back in the day, like actors who were in movies and never stepped out to shows. It was only yeah. like as a cameo or something like that. But now it's kind of like blurred lines. A lot of great actors or A-list actors are now doing their own TV shows, you know? So I think it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I think it's smart too. Cause it's like where a movie, a typical like superhero movie these days is like two hours, 20 minutes or somewhere in that range. Like you can stretch story that. Line. Yeah. You can still, you can tell more of the story. You don't have to like rush it. And like you can, which what I think Loki's doing a really good job in especially is like, they're throwing in a lot of like things for the comic book fans and like, you know, doing certain scenes and, and like just little bits and pieces here where like you see like frog Thor or yeah, frog. You know, all these. Yeah. You just see all these like little, they're just doing like these little shout outs to things where like, I, th sick. I think the fans really appreciate it. No, a hundred percent. You definitely have more. And then also with shows, people feel like if it's not a big budget, like the graphics are not going to, not going to be as good or you're going to lose mm. some value. But yeah. I mean, it's the same as watching a movie. Yeah. No, yeah. Graphics yeah. are insane. Um, so Loki's what do you, great. Yeah. Loki's I was going to say, great. what do you think? <laughs> it's to my, me, it's the best hands one. Hands down. Yeah. Hands down the best Marvel show so far. Hands mm -hmm. down. Um, it's, it's been slow, but I feel like, um, uh, the actor was Tom Hiddleston. Mm -hmm. I think he's great. He's always been my one of my favorite actors for their character in Marvel comics. Like Chris Evans as Captain America is like the way he uh, consumes that role is perfect. Very very good. And then like Loki's really good. There's only like a, a few that you're like, oh man, they couldn't have picked anybody honestly better. Same with Iron Man. I do 100. But my problem is like I I feel is all almost. There's a lot more Robert Downey Jr. in Iron Man than there is like Chris Evans in Captain America. I feel like. Yeah, I feel you there. I feel like some of that, some of this, that swag and persona is also yeah. a Robert Downey Jr. So do you think like, the way character. they're gonna fill his hole that because he's, I mean, Iron Man's a big character in the Marvel universe. Like, yep. are they gonna use Kang to fill his hole? Like Iron Lad is Kang. Like, Kang is really complicated to me, but like as I understand it. Kang is like from the 30th century and comes back a bunch of different times to like conquer or whatever. But one of the times it's like, he's young Iron Man, like Iron Lad. Cause he buys, as I understood it, like he, he buys Stark industries and it becomes Kang, like Q E N G industries. So like in a different, in a different time period, because he goes across different time periods. Um, mm -hmm. He, instead of, like Tony Stark uh, making Stark Industries or something like that. He just kind of takes over that role and uh, does his own thing in this gotcha. sense. So oh, he kind of like okay. fills that void. He's not in relation with uh, anything of like Tony Stark or I don't think Iron Lad. I think 
I think it, who's going to fill Iron Man is probably going to be his daughter. Um, okay. She'll probably come out as a young Avenger. Um, that's going to be like the next, I feel like after this is going to be the next phase, young Avengers. Yeah. Cause I think Haw- isn't Hawkeye like training his daughter too. Isn't that partly what the show's going to be? She's, about? Yeah. She's going to be Hawkeye. Um, yeah. Yeah. there's a lot of different characters that they introduced that are potential young Avengers. Like in, um, Captain America, they introduce um, one of the young black kids who comes out to be, um, I forget his name or his superhero names, like Young America or something like that. Wasn't that the kid the kid of like the black Captain America? Yeah, or exactly. the black super soldier? Yeah, yeah. okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's going to be one. There's going to be a, a bunch of little uh, adventures. But, Spider-Man's um, in the mix now, too. I don't think Peter, Par- I don't think he's going anywhere. Tom Holland. No, say that Spider-Man movie is gonna be crazy. I mean, if it's if everybody I talked to so far, they honestly think it's gonna be a, a Spider-Verse movie and Sinister Six and the whole nine. And so far, mm-hmm. as many leaks and as it's coming closer, hopefully they'll they'll actually confirm it with like a trailer, which would be so sick. But that's gonna be crazy. I've heard that's supposed to come out after Loki, so I think there's something in this end of Loki that ties or that like they don't want to release anything about spider-man until it's complete is like what i read online possibly i mean i feel like this last episode of loki is definitely going to explain not only the episode but definitely like the coming future of like if it is king to conquer um the quantum realm or just multiple timelines and kind of like expand the multiverse into a more clear picture and then that's going to lead into uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness to even give it a f- like a further meaning, because that's going to be the only way really they can include the X-Men and Fantastic Four, because it's not like they're going to be there in the background the entire time. No, they're going to be like, oh, well, there's actual mutants in this timeline or this right. multiverse and the Fantastic Four is this. So I think that's why I think Chris Evans should come back as the the Human Torch again. Yeah, Jesus. And then they'll be like, dude, like you look familiar. You look like, familiar. No, never met yeah. you. <laughs> I, I saw another fan theory though, like because everyone thinks it's Kang, which makes me I think I've been thinking it's Kang for a while now, but like it makes me just think that like they're throwing you too many breadcrumbs for it to be that obvious of a reveal. And I saw yeah. something that said that at the end of this last episode of Loki like that building you see could actually be Dr. Doom's house. And that's how they're going to bring in fantastic four. That'd be crazy. Dr. Doom is like, that's the only thing that sucks is that there's like a, such a bad character representation in fantastic four, because he's supposed to be like one of the best evil villains in Marvel history, like way better than Thanos. Um, really? I feel like the only, only character that might beat him is probably Magneto. He's probably like the best villain. Wait, so hold on, back. Tell tell me about Doctor Doom then, because I I don't I, I'm basing my Doctor Doom off of Fantastic Four shitty movie. So no, he's so he's like he's like crazy crazy strong. Like he beats Thanos in the comic books all the time. He's only one of the villains that can actually kick Thanos' ass. Damn. Um, all the time. Um, Thanos is is a good character, but it's mostly the Infinity Stones that's like mm-hmm. real the real storyline. And then also you have to create like this Titan, of course, to to make him the the main um, antagonist or protagonist or whatever um, of the story, but it's mostly the Infinity Stones that like everybody's like kind of like focused on. Right. Um, but like Doctor Doom, yeah, he's he's crazy strong. Um, is he just a dude, or is he like an alien or something? No, he got his powers like they explained it pretty well in the first movie. Um, kind of like 
uh, uh, branch of like alien technology, like kind of like formed with him. Um, okay. And he's he's like yeah, OP to the max, like super overpowered. He has like all these crazy superpowers. Um, hmm. And it's a lot. Fantastic Four is just like he was bigger than that in the sense that he fought a lot more comic books. But that was like their main foe in the comics was Doctor Doom. So yeah. of course, like introduce them but yeah i'm just looking at um he was ranked on a 101 top 100 comic book villains of all time in ign they put him at number three okay now i need to know who's number two and one it's gotta be joker's gotta be one i feel like it might be joker here let me click on it yeah now i need to know i'm interested in like that top five man while you look it up another thing i saw that it could be like another fan theory is that it's thane which is like Thanos's son. And they're saying yeah, he could be the new that. big bad trying to bring his dad back to life or something, even though they hate each other. It's, it's, yeah, I don't I know. know. That, that seems weak. That doesn't really have legs. I feel like the only one that's a, that's a stretch that has legs is the Loki theory that it's a Loki. And that's yeah. why he's rounding up all the Lokis. Cause that's like the only worthy adversary. Mm-hmm. It could be possible. Um, so I'm looking it up right now. Come on. And guess who's you, you have it right. Guess who, where Joker is, number one or number two, though? The way you're framing it to me, I think he's number two. The way you're saying it, I think he should be number one. I think he's the best villain of all time. He's, he's number two, and the number one is actually Magneto. Really? Uh, I'm telling you, Magneto's legit, bro. They just, uh, Fox had the rights to, to him so of course i'm not gonna really dive down on what a uh, great character he is but yeah he's awesome dude i mean he's a shit why though like he he can control like metal and steel like what else can magneto really do though yeah but that's everywhere i mean yeah. imagine like control. that's yeah. you know you can't really mess with him if the whole freaking earth he's on is made out of metal essentially that's true no yeah that's true yeah, he's a big villain for the X Men for sure, always. And then who's his daughter? Isn't it? Uh, isn't it Wanda? Yeah, Wanda's his daughter and yeah. uh, Quicksilver. So that's and that's yeah. the reason why, like, they're the first. Because if you notice in comic books or in the Marvel universe right now, nobody has been born on Earth with powers. Everybody's either been an alien or has like built something or or put a serum mm. in their body. Nobody like actually has powers because those are mutants. If you're born with a power, you're mutant. Mm-hmm. So that's why um, WandaVision and uh, Wanda and Quicksilver, they kind of use the Infinity Stone, the Mind Stone as kind of like leverage to say that's what gave these kids powers because legally Marvel could say that because that would be a mutant and, and technically Fox owned the rights at that time. <laughs> so that's why oh. I think they're going to use the multiverse theory to, to explain that there's mutants now, now that they have the rights. They're going to bring all those characters back to the MCU. But when is that going to happen? Because like they've got phase four announced, and I think that those movies go through like 2024 or so. I think yeah, Fantastic Four is like way out there. It'd probably be the next phase to like branch off, or if they might tease us because... I think that the way that the storyline's going, I think Kang, since he's going to be in Quantan, uh, Quantum Mania, mm-hmm. the next uh, Ant Man movie, since he's going to be in that, which is confusing me of why he would be in Loki, which only would explain that he's going to have even more of kind of a presence throughout Phase Four. That's the only thing I can think of. Um, hmm. 
but I do think that it's going to be um, the Scarlet Witch as the main villain. How she turns mad, it's probably because of that dark magic. She's been, you know, consumed by it too much. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can think of. But yeah, she's, I mean, she's arguably one of the strongest characters in Marvel, too. She's like crazy strong. So you think she'll be big bad for phase four? Like a thing? Yeah, it, okay. it would make sense. But how they get there, I'm curious. So you think Kang will kind of get killed off earlier? I think he'll be the yeah I think he'll be the subplot like the, the the villain they need right now to explain like how Scarlet Witch goes crazy oh, okay gotcha hmm that's interesting I'm just I'm also wondering if they're trying to delay mutants coming into the Marvel world so that we can like distance ourselves from like a Hugh Jackman Wolverine and all these different characters that like kind of played them when it was Fox Although Hugh said he would come and play it in the Marvel Universe, like I kind of think as great of a fucking job as he has done with that character for 20 years or whatever, it's time like for new characters there. True, and that's that's another character that's like, he's a perfect Wolverine. Oh, like, yeah. He can't have done better. I no, mean, that dude is no. so yoked throughout those movies. It's like, yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. But like... They got they got to move away from him. Like he's in his like fifties now. Like yeah, unless unless they go like do that new tech new face technology. Nah, but even yeah, that, mm. yeah. Who knows? Maybe it, be Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I, I, dude, I've I've heard a couple of rumors of who it could be, but I just I want to see it be a young guy because like Wolverine to me was like always one like up there with me for like with Batman and Spider Man is like my favorite comic book people so it's like i want to see someone new that they can stretch for sure because he was he was like the, he was like the only good character good guy that still had a little bit of like bad and he's, heavy, he's you know it's kind of like yeah yeah yin and yang and it, it made it more relatable i feel like because everybody was like too yeah. much of a goody two-shoes yeah so i want to see someone that can like be in the universe for another 10 15 20 years or whatever hopefully so yeah he might make a cameo in the multiverse in a, in a different timeline as like oh, another wolverine or something oh like that. hugh jack yeah that could be yeah and then like his be. final wave but i don't know i liked his goodbye logan such a sad fucking movie it is a sad movie you love sad it's movies great. dude sad <laughs> movies are the best anything that gets you moved is uh or anything that's like has a good storyline and then like that character dies and you're like i wasn't expecting this well, you told me something that kind of shocked me the other day. That one of your the saddest movies you've ever seen, maybe the saddest movie or ending that you've ever seen was Fast and Furious Seven. Fast Seven, baby. <laughs> I need some context, so man. So sad. So sad. <laughs> I, I the only movie I like the only movie I actually like cried in probably as a grown man was probably when uh, Tony Stark died. An Endgame, <laughs> but this this movie this movie got me too, hurt my core. Especially, well, like take it back. Like, so the first Fast and the Furious movie was like mind blown to me. I was a nine year old kid, came out in two thousand, never forget it. And I remember watching it, and it was like street racing, and I was like, oh my god, what's this? I've never known known about street racing. And they kind of introduced like this whole culture of car. If like if that movie didn't happen car culture right now would totally totally be different it mm. wouldn't be not as many kids as our generation into it not mm. nearly um i think it'd be more of like a classic car scene but like yeah it was like tuners and like what a perfect like representation of like 90s japanese cars that like now it's like 
some of my dream cars come from that movie. Actually, the Supra they created in the first one just sold a Barry Jackson auction for $500,000. Damn. And that, and that car maybe, I mean, without it being in the movie, that car might be like 90, 100 grand, maybe. Wow. Um, so yeah, Damn. it sold for $500,000. Is that the green one? The orange one. Oh, the orange. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it was just, I was like mesmerized and I kept watching those movies and then they kind of like, I would say at the fourth one, they started being less car movies and more action movies. Is that Tokyo Drift? The third one's Tokyo Drift. That's where they lost me. After the third one, they lost me. Yeah, because they, they started me. being like, them. oh, well, we're, the timeline's kind of weird. Um, but that's when it kind of being weird. But one of the characters was uh, was Paul Walker's character, Brian. Um to this day, like he had when um, he consumed that character, like he had in real life, like all the 90s JDM cars, like he was oh. a super car nut, would go to um, SEMA all the time. So he kind of like was all about it, too, not just for the movie. Yeah. So so when he died, I remember getting the news and I was like, fuck, like, like, damn, Paul Walker died. Like he's one of the, the few like people that started that whole car scene. Like right. if it wasn't for him. I, I don't know if I'd be into cars this heavy to be honest or like tuner cars and he's in all of them right up until seven yeah 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 not the best actor but you know good no, yeah. beautiful beautiful guy can we be honest beautiful man like yeah like that man just wakes up every morning just looking like camp like he doesn't do anything like, <laughs> he did wake nice. up every morning looking like that yes you know what i'm saying he, but, he died um, in, a, in a street racing accident isn't that how that happened so it sucks so he died in one of his, it was a friend's Porsche. I think it was a GTRS. And he wasn't driving. His friend was, and they were coming oh. down a street and they were making a hard right turn. He lost control and it hit a power, uh, not a power line, but a pole. It instantly combusted. Instantly it went up in flames. There's like videos Whoa. about it. It's like super gnarly. And um, apparently like they said that either he didn't like die on the impact he was technically burned alive because he was just unconscious because of the of the impact and the smoke so technically he burned alive technically he could have woke up on fire so that's like the worst thing you can think of right yeah dude i don't know would you rather drown or die on fire I'll drink up that pool water, baby. Give me the give really? me the drown. Nah, I'm not gonna. Ah, no way. I wonder. If I think you it would feel the. Well, at fire. one point, you're not gonna be able to feel it, right? Because your nerves are gonna be fried. Yeah, but that's just like a <sighs> shitty way to die. Either or is a really crappy way to die. Really bad. Yeah. But um, anyway, so like he died like right at the end of the filming of the Fast Seven movie. So people are like, oh, like what are they gonna do? They're gonna kill off the character. Like that's not like a lame. It's a, a lame way to like if a person dies in real life, you just kill off that character. Yeah. I was like, so they kind of like the movie goes, and we're all expecting that midnight premiere. Never forget it. And they did that. Um, they did that montage at the end, and then they show his face <laughs> at the super. And I was like, oh! And then they do like the whole like back like of the past and then you have Vin Diesel talking about family and all that corny shit you, have, you hear the piano <laughs> oh yeah dude emotional wreck and then at the end it's for Paul oh you don't know how many like hashtag for Paul card decals I saw on the road after that movie it's so funny though because like to you that was like like that's you fuck with cars you fuck with that that franchise so it's like to you that scene was so like it's oh, emotional you're any, tied any, to it anybody that's 
that's our age and has been in the car scene or the car culture yeah knows how much secretly if they, even if they don't want to admit it because it's like you said corny is he means a lot like yeah for sure because like i said he had like some of the coolest cars in the movies and right in real life but yeah you sent that to me for sure who's not a fan of, of i'm not really big into cars i don't know shit about cars to be honest with you and i'm I've, like i said after tokyo drift those movies whatever i saw shops and hall or whatever that shit was called that was a good movie that was that was fine whatever action movie but like to someone who's not invested at all into it when i watched that i was literally laughing the whole time and i felt like a dick because i'm like this dude's so dead wrong. i feel terrible it's but it's so like wrong. vin diesel narrating this is too much for me oh right now. dude not only that and <laughs> it was it was cool because like you notice the little things like they put paul in the supra which was the right thing to do they could have done it in his gtr but they put it in the supra mm. but him, and then they put um vin diesel on a dodge charger and i was like oh this is this is it's like the first movie all over again, you know? <laughs> now, spoiler yeah. alert, if you haven't seen Fast 9. Best movie ever. Fast forward like five minutes or whatever. You told me that the end of Fast 9, that car pulls up, right? Paul Walker's car. Yeah, so so that movie's fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> just everything about that movie is just awful. And I, I literally went to it, A, because like... I've been having a fiend to go to the movie theaters ever since I got out of the pandemic. So any movie I can see in the theater right now, I'll just do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I took, took Paulina and she was like, dude, like talk about our sacrifices. Like, yeah. That movie was trash. <laughs> like even I was checked out. Like what the fuck is going on? You owe her a chick flick. Now you got to go see yeah. a chick flick where they're in theaters. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So they go and like, they obviously they're successful in their mission because they cannot lose because family reigns supreme. Always. All you need is family. Yep. And, um, they have their typical family dinner at the house in LA, like from the first Fast Fury house. They kind of have made that a thing. And everybody's there. They brought Han back. The people from Tokyo Drift, little Bow Wow's in that movie is at the dinner. Oh, wow. And pretty much they have almost everybody. And they're like, one seat's missing. And, and Vin goes, oh, he's on his way. And they're like, who? And then you see like the blue R34 Skyline GTR pull up in the driveway. And you're like, oh, it's Paul. And they yeah. just cut to, and cut to credits. Oh, I was like, see, that's cool. You know, yeah. I thought they're going to show him step out of the car and like say hi. But the fact that they cut it right when he parked on the driveway, I was like, okay. Yeah. So it was kind of like a nice little like sentiment that he's still around, you know, he's, he's still there. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Keep him in the universe, I guess. But what's a what's a a tearful movie for you, man? Since you don't get emotional, since you're like yeah. too cool. I was gonna say, all right. So to say, like, I'm not trying to be like over. Last of the movie here. <laughs> it's Indian in the cupboard. Actually, it's got me. No, oh, I, I'm I'm not trying to put down people that get emotional when they watch movies. Emotions great. I, I've just never, been, and I'm not trying to sound over masculine or anything. Saying this, I just they never really. You're like, I'm just striking me like that. I, I don't even want to say that because emotion's great. I'm just not. I'm like a, I must be like a serial killer oh, or something at heart, man. Like, I just don't have emotions like that. I, I love when a movie catches me off guard. Mostly like the, the good sad movies are like the happy sad movies. Like, it's a happy ending. You usually like get overjoyed or yeah, something like that. Yeah. But like, but like movies are like, um, what was it? Um, freaking. 
Marley and Me, that was not happy movie. No. It was like it was supposed to be a comedy, and I was yeah. like, "There's nothing funny about this movie. This is like the worst movie. <laughs> in my life. This is sad." <laughs> that movie is. I, sad. Yeah, I remember yeah. I watched it with my mom on like Christmas because we had nothing better to do. We're like, "You want to go to a movie?" And like it was funny because I was like surrounded by like other moms in that movie theater, and they were just like bawling their eyes out. I'm like, you're not helping this cause at all. <laughs> you know? Like, what the hell? Yeah, I immediately went home and, like, grabbed my dog and everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. That movie caught me off guard, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Avengers Endgame? I knew it was coming. I knew he was going to die. Yeah. And, dude, everybody in that theater cried because I watched it the day before, like, some screening. And obviously everybody that's going to go to that kind of show at that period in time, it's going to be like a super hard Marvel nut. So of course they're going to be even more invested than me or as much. Right. And then when like, we kind of knew Tony was going to die. Um, and then when he did, and then, and then you hear freaking Peter Parker go, Mr. Stark, we won. It's okay. Get up. And then you have Friday, check the vital signs. And I was like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> man. Yeah, I, I, I was so drunk, I cried. So drunk. <laughs> Just drunk tears. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was so sad. I'm trying to think. I know one movie I can remember that I think made me cry, I think, was... Uh, you ever seen I Am Sam with Sean Penn? Ladder, ladder 49. <laughs> <laughs> was that Frank? Was that Frank that said that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm never crying at any John bro, Travolta movie. John Travolta? <laughs> Phoenix, bro, fucking 49. I remember I, I talked about that like a long time ago with him. Oh, and I was like, he said it off the rip. And I was like, that's, that's your fucking, like, that's your movie? <laughs> You're going to tell people fucking Ladder 49? <laughs> like, what the fuck? That's oh, so great. I fuck with Joaquin Phoenix, though. He's the man. He's a great actor. Ah, but. he's great, dude. Fucking any movie he's been in has been pretty amazing. I mean, Walk the Line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gladiator. Gladiator, man. Damn. That's a sad movie, too, at the end. Joker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. But no, yeah. I Am Sam got me. That's a Sean Penn movie. I, I think that I saw that like maybe 20 years ago now. So I was younger, but that's a sad movie. That movie's pretty sad. Yeah. yeah. That's the first time I ever heard uh, the song Blackbird by the Beatles because they play in that movie. Oh, yeah. That's a good song. That's a great song. It's a great yeah. song. Yeah. yeah. What else? What else? I know I'm, I'm, I asked you to put a list together of your saddest movies. So I want to hear what else has made you tear um, for for all my Pixar fans, I, I didn't necessarily cry, but it was sad. It caught me off guard. Was uh, up. That, yeah, yeah, no, that's a, the yeah, beginning of that movie, guard, especially. Cause it, yeah, because you yeah, like watch their movie, life. Especially yeah. kind of sets the premise. Because like, spoiler alert. I don't know if anybody who hasn't seen up, but <laughs> like when his when they explain why he's an old cranky guy because he had a happy life and then had a happy wife and then she hit the freaking. Ben. If you got spoiler alerted for Up, you can fuck off. That movie's been out for like a long yeah. time. <laughs> you know, I honestly haven't seen this, but uh, Brokeback Mountain, or that's kind of sad. That's a sad I movie. Mean, that's a good I movie, guess, man. That's a good, good I movie. Guess, I guess if, you know, it's taboo for you to do those things and then it's, you know, you real love for each other. Yeah, I can see how that's really sad. Love, I definitely understand the concept. Love is love, Michael. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Hey. <laughs> 100 percent and if they're loving in that cowboy tent oh they're loving by you know <laughs> yeah, you know good for them <laughs> that is a sad good one. for them what else you got you know they say titanic but i don't necessarily no that's yeah yeah it didn't didn't scratch the surface for me i think because maybe i'm too old too young 
when that movie came out. And then now it's kind of like, like you said, cheesy or corny. Rose is kind of a bitch, like, though. They couldn't have like alternated like that. That raft, or she was worth it, though. She was worth it. <laughs> but like, I feel like there there was a way she could have maybe stayed alive with a rotation. Or I've even seen things like that people break down how big the thing was. They could have lived like toe to feet. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like the physics professors are like the buoyancy of the wood and the and the length and width and diameter of the structure. They could have. Yeah, that shit's funny. Yeah. That one, and then the director, poor guy, is like fucking yelling, like that's not the point. Who directed Titanic? That's a famous director, isn't it? Uh, James Cameron, your boy. It is James Cameron. You're right. Yeah, James Cameron, Av- the Avatar. Yeah. Do you know that they offered? I heard this the other day. They offered Matt Damon ten percent of Avatar to be Matt the star, Damon. and oh, he yeah, turned it down. Turn that down. Yeah, bro. Oof. That's money. Money. Yeah. Oof. Uh, Gladiator is pretty sad. Yes, that's sad. I wasn't crying, but when they, when he died and like they play the music, he sees his family. Very moving. No, he sees yeah. his family. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. Very, one. very moving. Have you seen um, Marriage Story? It was a Netflix film. That was with, yeah, with uh, Adam Driver. Yep. Yeah. He's actually, dude, it frustrates me because he is such a good actor, and him him acting well, just like any of those new Star Wars films are just shit. Yeah, and his character is shit, and I feel like that put the premise in my head that like he's a bad actor. You know? Do you know that he doesn't watch his movies? I think yeah. maybe that's why he's not like taking notes on how to get better. He like he has like a phobia of watching Johnny Depp's the same way. They have like a phobia of watching themselves on yeah on because screen. they're weird people, and that's what makes them great at their job. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, Marriage Story is great because it's just so depressing. Um, if you haven't seen that movie, I'd highly recommend to go see that movie. It's just like, what a great definition of divorce, you know? Yeah, it, yeah, it's a good movie. Like, what a great representation of divorce because they loved each other before, of course, and then things got sour, and then they divorced, and then they have this crazy, honest argument that's like super hurtful, but it's just, <laughs> you could totally understand where they're coming from. And then at the end of the movie, they just... They still love each other so much, but mm-hmm. they just know that it, it won't work and it can't work. And that's what's like so sad at the end. Yeah. Is that they they still love each other. It's just like it Not won't work. Happen. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, my I, God. I got a feeling one that got you. Two, actually, I, that just came to my mind. The notebook probably fucked you up. No. No? Really? When they die no. together at the end? Like all in no. love? No? Okay. Nah. Well, nah. What about, you ever see P.S. I Love You? You know, I was just, that's one of my mom's favorite movies. Really? It, it yeah. makes her, but I've bits and pieces of it. I've seen it. It's a sad but movie. I think the only romantic movie that I was like, oh my God, was uh, Walk to Remember. That's like the oh, 40th yeah. movie ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he like, when he chews out his dad to like, hey, you have money, asshole. You're never around. Can you at least help me out and put her in a good home? Mm-hmm. And then like his dad does it and he comes to him. And he's like, thank you. And he's a bawling. I'm like, oh, yeah. you're barely in high school, kid. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I oh, I remember one. I I got one. I got one that I know made me cry. Um, what? John Q with Denzel Washington, and he's the dad, and his son's sick, and then he like holds up the dude. That movie is fucking good. That's a sad movie. No, when he said, "What did he say? My son's not gonna, or I'm not gonna bury my son. My son will bury me." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he sacrifices his Pretty life cool. for him. That's fucking. That's a great movie. That that is one that got me. Yes. Yeah, that was a good movie. What about a, a Star Is Born? The new one that didn't make me sad at all. That didn't make me sad because I saw it coming. But it was I liked the song at the end. You know, she sings. Thought that was like oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, 
No, no, it's a great movie. I just, I, I like it too. I don't know. I don't want to say anything too bad, but Suicide's hard for me. Like, it's not. It's it's hard hard for me to sympathize because I I've I've known people that have like fake suicides like for attention and it's like it's I'm not Those trying to belittle anything to do with anyone that's taken their life at all. That's super yeah. sad, especially for the people around them. But it's like when you make yeah. the choice to take your own life, it's like hard for me to to sympathize. Dude, speaking about suicide, one of the like craziest shows is a Thirteen Reasons Why. Have you seen that? No. Mm-mm. Great show. It like a little twisted. I remember what finishing the first season. I was like, Oh my God, like no teenager should watch this show. Like, <laughs> like this is way too heavy. And like, if you're trying to like make this like suicide is cool kind of, kind of mm. thing, it's like really, really dangerous. Slow yeah, because oh yeah. that's what it's about. Well, she like kills herself uh-huh. and she releases these 13 tapes of the 13 reasons why she did it. Oh. And it, and it throughout the episodes, like a new tape comes out or it's about a tape and yeah it's fucking so sad hmm. especially they like spoiler alert they show her how she does it and like her parents finding her that's just like oh my god yeah that'd be rough jesus man. yeah that'd, that'd be and rough. i was like the only thing that should person should watch is like a clear you know head adult or something like that no right. child should watch that or anybody that's having like problems mm-hmm. yeah yeah, that's a that's a good movie though. That's that was a very very sad. I almost cried in that for sure. What about Seven Pounds with Will Smith? You know, I saw that once. <laughs> just not a good movie. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just, and that's what lo- loses me. Um, better is the Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say that, yeah. bro. Yes, bro. It's a sad movie. He's, yeah. Oh, like the rag to riches story. Like yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like the happy cries are some of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's holding his son and the bathroom at the like the train station or whatever. Yeah, and then yep. he was like knocking on the door and he's just, like holding them. Like just like you could you could see the the lost and the fear in his eyes of like what the hell am I gonna do? And just like the total vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when he finally gets the job and like how would you like to work at the firm and you just see the like happiness in his eyes and then like they finally give him the five dollars back that like yeah. so much to him and he goes down the steps and he's like this is what happiness is just like oh yeah no fucking yeah. great movie that's probably his best movie he's did he's done i'd say so yeah i i can't think of another one i i really liked um i am legend and I'm legend sad because he has to kill the dog. Yeah, that one's sad. sad. What's the movie when he's the superhero? Is that Hancock? Is that what it's called? Oh, Hancock. Is that yeah. Hancock? Yeah, that, I mean, it's a good movie. It wasn't crazy, but I, I thought it was like a cool take on superheroes for the time. Yeah, that's a good movie. Would you, what about um, Toy Story 3? That was kind of sad, dude. That was sad. Yeah. I, I, I can't fully remember what happened. Doesn't he like give them all away? Isn't that the thing? Yeah, it's kind of like an end of chapter. He gives yeah. them to the little girl. But also before that, right before that is when they're like, I forget how they get there. They're like in the trash, um, like the garbage area, landfill or something. And then they like mm. run and they're like getting chased by the teddy bear. Then they're like in the trash yeah, chute. Right. And there's like a burning fire furnace going with the trash in there. And there's like no way to get out. And they like accept their feet and they hold their hands. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is kind of heavy. <laughs> That's for a kid's movie. <laughs> and then I was like, Jesus, this is how they end the series. You're just going to kill the toys. Like what the hell is going on? Yeah. And then, uh, 
And then they get out and um, freaking yeah. And then he gives the, the uh, toys away. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think like sad. some of the saddest movies are probably like the true ones, mm-hmm. like or like based on a true story, like Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. One of the, probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Great movie. And at the end, or even the beginning, he sets a premise when they're walking to the cemetery, like World War Two vets, mm-hmm. um, and. At the end, he's like, "Have I lived a good life?" Oh! Yeah, you, like already know like the whole plot of the show. Dude, that and um, have you ever seen um, uh, Fruitvale Station? Yes, that's a great movie, man. Dude, great movie. Michael that's B. Jordan. Like the first I saw with Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. that would be sad. That's a fully true story too, man. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That shit I remember. Is... I remember when it happened. I remember it being on the news. And yeah, it's just like how they portrayed it is fucking just. Uh, so it's really, really sad. That's actually uh, Ryan Coogler's movie who yeah, directed Black, Black Panther. Panther. Yeah, he's done a lot. He he just did the new uh, Space Jam too. I think. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But what were you gonna say about Saving Private Ryan? That I mean that whole movie that and Band of Brothers man like is like the best depiction of me to me like i obviously wasn't in world war ii but like of what that would have been like like that normandy scene 100 that normandy scene is insane man i can't even and it's the first and it's the the, essentially the first scene of the movie of the actual movie yeah and yeah they said in movie theaters like um any kind of vet had it like from that scene had if get up and they're like this this is way too real yeah like yeah the chaos of it and everything i can't imagine knowing what that shit is like Vietnam too probably triggers the fuck out of people watching certain movies that it's like, I can't imagine knowing what it was like and then going and watching like a Hollywood interpretation of it. Like most of the time it was probably like, this is nothing like it fucking was, but then you actually see yeah. it and you're like, fuck like, Oh, have you seen the movie? A few good men with Mel Gibson. Ooh, I don't know if I've ever seen that movie. I've heard it's of it. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's based on the Vietnam war and it's kind of like a saving private Ryan of like Vietnam. Um, yeah, Maybe some I'm, of the shit that they portray is gnarly. Well, one of my favorite war movies, it's not actually sad, is Black Hawk Down. That's one of my favorite movie. war movies. Yeah, oh yeah, man. It's oh yeah. Great movie. And like everybody and their mom is in that movie. Like every actor. Yeah. Like during that period is in that movie. One of my favorites, because it's like the first one I can remember seeing. And, and like my grandpa was like all about the Civil War. But Gettysburg, bro. That, that Getty, have you ever watched that movie? Jeff Daniels. Oh, is isn't in that it. with? Yeah, I was about to say Jeff Daniels. Great, great, great movie about. Isn't that made in the eighties? Maybe the most. I don't want to say like the big. It was. It's from ninety three. I don't know if it's the biggest battle in American history, but the one of the biggest ever. Gettysburg, definitely. It was the bloodiest three day battle, like the bloodiest battle through the Civil War. But to me personally, it's always just been like my favorite fight battle whatever you want to say in any war so it's, it, that movie is fucking great dude they tell such a good story it's it's based off a book i've also read that's really really good um if you're at all Alex, in the Civil if, war, if you want a musket we, we can get you a musket bro. i would love to have a dude think about okay i don't want to no, say no, no. it Fuck was that you need to go to the dude. civil war reenactments like what are you oh, doing I'm, what are we doing here why are you talking to me i would go to those all the time when i was little bro my grandpa really was, dude they're fucking sweet they're awesome dude to see hundreds of people out there Smoking, doing the dude. thing. And then they go, those people spend the whole week. Dude, I'm sweating. Look at those pit stains. I, those people go and spend the whole weekend, like a whole week, living as Civil War, like in the, in the life, eating the shitty bread and like 
Dude, terrible food so they would eat funny and then they go and they fight like hundreds at a time in fields it, it's it's actually really cool and i do i need to do it because my grandpa always wanted to do it and never got to so i need to do it as a callback to him but i'll do it as you i'll, <laughs> you I'll do, do it, it with you I'm all right you. i've seen go. role models i know what it's about <laughs> yeah, let's go but it's pretty much it's pretty much 18th uh, 19th century larping that's a pretty much what civil war reaction that's true. is right that's very true but think about those fights man it's not they like shoot off cannons though yeah but it's all blanks yeah, it's all they're obviously not That's shooting. Yeah, right. Shit. But so it's not Let's as probably insane and like the level of what like a Normandy beach and World War Two and like those battles would have been. But like when you think about the Civil War, dude, that was like mostly hand to hand combat because in those no, muskets it like, it's very raw for sure. Yeah. You, you, dude. you have a musket that's the least accurate gun probably in history and takes and then 50 a, minutes to reload at the end so you're running at these motherfuckers <laughs> hoping they miss and like you're gonna stab them like what kind of crazy shit is right. that right you got one shot that's accurate within maybe like 100 feet and then yeah. reloading the for two minutes lifespan of a, like a man was probably like 14 years old back then like yeah it's insane i can't believe there's not a good video game for it but i guess it would just all be melee combat so it's kind of hard yeah let me reload for 15 <laughs> minutes <laughs> Yeah, war, fucking Warzone featuring 1864. <laughs> By the way, what uh, before we go, what loadout you've been rocking with in Warzone lately? Um, definitely the Cold War MP5 mm. and the um, I don't know the Far is pretty nice right now, um, but I gotta go with the Craig. You're going back to the Craig, huh? Going back to the Craig. Craig's nice. Um, it, and and any like I feel like the only meadow right now. For close range is the Cold War MP5. I feel like that's the gun for close range right now. Yeah. But as in the sense for snipers, AR, I mean, if you ain't rocking the K-Swiss, dog, or... Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much, I mean... But, like, snipers, really? You got to snipe in Warzone? You really need to? You don't. Um, <laughs> I only snipe. I only snipe if I'm in duos or solos. Yeah. Only, only way because it's less of a chance I'm gonna get in a close range battle with somebody, especially mm -hmm. in solos. If I can see somebody running at rage, you know, I'll rather have a sniper rifle than a close gun, and I can like can AR do both of those close range fights. Right. Um, but yeah. When you got four no, people you rushing don't. you and your like secondaries of the HCR. Yeah. Yeah. Like as our teammates. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> USS Johnson's out there fucking shooting a mile away. And you're like, oh, that's really beneficial for the team. <laughs> Doesn't always work that well, but um, they're having a good time. So that's all that matters, I guess. That's that's why they love perching on a tree. I totally get it. If they can perch and be unbothered and take these long shots. Yeah. It's the utopia. It's perfect. <laughs> Oh man, I love it. I'm definitely gonna be on tonight, so I'm hopefully I will see you there after your schooling. Oh, definitely. I'll probably be on for a couple hours. Got to got to get the fix. You know what I'm saying? Got to do what uh, what uh, loadout are you rocking? I've been rocking as I, so I was trying to run the Milano as my close range weapon, but it just wasn't working good. for me. It's good. I just wasn't it's for really me. really good. So I took your advice and I have switched to the Cold War MP5, and it has been very sexual lately. I love that gun. Yeah. The only thing, the only reason why I feel like the Cold War MP5 is better is because you can hip fire. Cold War MP5 is like the king of the MP5 Warzone is almost just as good as a Cold War because oh. I remember you it's so because the crosshairs are so close together you could just hip fire and if you're within a short distance it's like almost 
you know it's the quickest way to kill them almost i got to get more comfortable with that because i never hit fire i'm always zooming in and i know it slows you down but i, I need to get well, more comfortable. If, if they're jumping around if they're a pretty good player and they're going to be like giving you some size yeah it's got definitely just easier especially as like a novice to just like hip fire yeah and hopefully you you get the best end of that and then yeah and for assault rifle i've been bouncing between the fara and the m13 it just kind of depends but M13's been, 13's nice yeah it's just it shoots marshmallows sometimes it feels like but especially and I feel like you gotta like if I see somebody run across a field it's almost like I'm using at least 50 bullets to yeah. not only get him down but finish him it's like fuck man Swag's been using the 100 round kilo and it's making me think about it again man you move so fucking Dude, you slow move so, but, I saw him with a YouTube uh, video about that you move so slow but I feel like it is probably the best alternative in the 100 round mag category especially with the mg82 being nerfed and the stoner's pretty legit but yeah. it shoots kind of slow what happened to pkm like bro pkm used to be a nice submachine gun pkm's great it just shoots slow and yeah. he reloads like fucking 15 years <laughs> yeah, you know? it's like a musket jesus yeah <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, well, before I get out of here, kind of in the same category, shout out to our sponsor, Gun Barrel Coffee. Drinking a good, smooth cup of coffee is a treat all by itself. But when it helps American heroes like veterans and first responders, it is that much better. Gun Barrel Coffee is proud to donate $1 from every item purchased to veterans and first responder charities across this great country. From their medium blend, the Moab, which I've been drinking a lot of lately, as well as their Space Force. It's like a, a medium to dark roast. It's pretty damn good. Uh, they also have a CBD-infused blend, the Medic, and even now a hot ah. sauce called the Big Guns, which is great. I've been eating that a lot, actually. It's really good. They offer 14 different blends and roasts in which you can get whole bean ground or in single-serve pods. And right now, as a friend of our ship, you can use the promo code FNH10, and you will save 10% at checkout when you buy their products at GunBarrelCoffee.com. Gun Barrel Coffee. Damn good coffee damn good cause and i want to thank you michael lopez for a very happy hour a happy friendship hour mr alex kenzie it's been a pleasure aka alan um <laughs> it's been it's been great i might Glad have we to, get to talk about i'm gonna roll with that happy hour thing bro it's very true i i laugh much more when i'm not talking about the news <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk about the pandemic, how there's a killer virus out there or some shit. Yeah, right, right. We did kind of talk about sad movies, but it was kind of like, like you know, go watch those because they're good. Yeah, you know? yeah. Or I can't believe you cried at that, you fucking loser. <laughs> or you watch Green Mile and you're like, oh, good movie. Good. Another good movie. Great Forgot about movie. that one. Shit. Great movie. Oh, that just man. came to me. Yeah, that's a good, man, that's a good movie. Um, But for anyone, if you have any comments questions concerns any you want to come on the podcast and join us tell us about your saddest movie or your interpretation of loki send us an email bummerdude.media at gmail.com you can also find us on instagram at friendship news hour on tiktok friendship news hour or on twitter at friendship nh and for friendship for friendship and bobby um, until next time enjoy the world peace out guys live laugh and love 